Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The driver's seat. Good start from Steven Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defense, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome to another edition of The Driver's Seat. It is race week. We are counting down towards the Bathurst six hour and one of our established guests will be uh, racing around Mount Panorama. Maddie Mackey, get to take the Trans Am round. And I cannot wait, mate. I've got to tell you, uh, normally I lose, start losing sleep two or three days before a race, but I've been losing sleep for the last couple of weeks about this one. This is going to be an awesome weekend. I can't wait. Meanwhile, someone that will be parked on the couch, no doubt, watching uh, the Bathurst Six Hour is Stephen Johnson. Stevie, how are we? Oh, I'm very good, and I will be parked on the couch just watching all the boys uh, go around in circles for, uh, for a few days. Now, someone that will be actually in action there too, and I know he's very, very keen. He's got a bit of experience too around Mount Panorama, but we can't get to our first guest. He is, of course, our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. You can ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Let's get his intro first. Michael Caruso is now a V8 supercar race winner. This has been a very, very impressive run for Michael Caruso, and this is going to be a very sweet victory. He's the busiest man in motorsports, doing stuff for Below the Bonnet, the podcast, which is now the first original KO production. He's also racing in the TCR Australia Series for Gary Rogers Motorsport, piloting an Alfa Romeo very splendidly. And he's also the new co-driver for Team 18. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Michael Caruso. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest hands in the land. <laughs> How are we going, fellas? Robbo, we are sensational. It's race week. Like, I think, um, apart from Stevie J sitting up there on the couch, sinking a couple of beers, no doubt, um, as a race driver, it's it may not be the 1,000, but it, it is the six, and we're all going to be racing, and I, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm spewing I'm actually not racing in the six hour. I'm already there. So I feel like I should just be just jumping in. I don't know if anyone's got any, um, you know, like an Alpha uh, Julieta or something going on around there. I could just jump in and see. <laughs> it's actually quite a good event too. Mate. Have you ever have you ever done the six hour production race? No, I haven't. But um, to be fair, if it was in the Alpha, I don't know if it would last for six hours. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yowch. <laughs> so, um, no, look, I'd, yeah, so 
it looks like a great race. I mean, there's some pretty uh, pretty strong competitive fields this year, that's for sure. And a big but field. It's, uh, six, yeah. 60-odd cars, Stevie J and Robbo. Like, that, that it's kind of, to me, it, it harks back of the Bathurst 1000 of old, doesn't it? Like, when it wasn't just Ford and Holden, but you'd have all these different manufacturers and you'd have all these different drivers and, and um, you know, literally screw the car together on, on Wednesday, throw some plates on it, drive it up the hume and, and chuck it on the track. So it harks back to those days, which I really love. Oh, look, I think... Um when you look at, you know, 68-odd cars, it shows you how popular it is. But I can't wait to see that start when the, the cars are wrapped around Hill Corner and up the hill. <laughs> I mean, you'd hate to be in that position because you probably won't be able to get a good view of the light. So I'm not sure how, <laughs> how they'll determine when they should go or not. The last time the last time I did it was uh, quite a few years ago now, maybe three years ago. And I did it in a uh, in an AMG A45. and. We had a pretty good run. We finished third, but um, uh, we got qualified third. And just before the start of the race, we had a technical issue with the car. So we didn't make it out for the start. So I had to start from pit lane. And oh. to start from pit lane, and there was, there was like 60-something cars in the field. I'm like, oh, that's great. But you know what? The first, because we did like a double stint, did a double stint at the start, it's probably one of the most fun races that I have done for many, many years because the amount of cars that I passed and it was just, I don't know, it was just, we, we got up to, I think, maybe P7 or 8 before the uh, before the stop. Oh, and it was, just, it was just so much fun. Like, you're just passing cars. And, I mean, you know what it's like. Sometimes there's no pressure on it, so there's no championship on the line. It was just a one-off race and uh, doing it with some mates and we had a lot, lot of fun, but it was probably one of the, the most fun things that I've done in motorsport for the last 10 years. Mate, that sounds like a, a bit of a high car beat-up, you know, racing around <laughs> against 10-year-old kids, just <laughs> flogging them. <laughs> and, un- and unfortunately, um, you don't have a drive in the six-hour, Robbo, but you are there for... TCR, which you are driving in this year in the uh, in the Alpha, been a, would, would I be being unfair if I said that it's been a tricky start to your 2021 campaign? Would that be unfair? Oh, look, if it could go wrong, it's happened multiple times. Um, <laughs> but the word, to add salt to the wound, you they've got this balance of performance rule in TCR, which is a little bit backwards, I think, um, where they go off qualifying. For, um, for the BOP, so they give you weight based on your qualifying from the previous event. And we keep doing a reasonable job in qualifying and then do a, an absolute terrible job in the race. Um, you know, mechanical failures, crashes, all that sort of stuff. So we end up going to each event with weight in the car. <laughs> We're on the back foot, you know, mm. week after week and nowhere in the championship at the moment. So we've, we've got our work cut out for us. So just, I guess, for everybody that... Uh that is tuning in a BOP is, is what they call the balance of performance. It's, it's basically trying to even up everyone so that you get an Audi and an Alpha and, uh, you know, a Renault and all these cars basically race and come across the line and there's, you know, there's meant to be exactly the same lap times. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a reasonable way of putting it, but it's, it's I guess, how they've done it. It's, um, a little bit strange because it's sort of success ballast, but based on qualifying. So um, I guess I'd like to see it like the old BTCC, you know, championship in, in England. That was the most successfully done, I think, where each race they would throw weight at the winner. And then by the end of the weekend, after three events, the guy keeps winning or girl, 
um, you know, that gives somebody or gives other cars an opportunity on the same race weekend mm. to actually topple them and, and not wait two weeks or three weeks or the next event to actually, you know, have that balanced performance come in into effect effectively. Which is what we had in V8 Utland. Like when you were Ryle Harrison, you were winning everything. He'd start off because he weighs about he weighs about fifty five kilos anyway. But um, <laughs> when he started winning everything, all of a sudden we were bolting in lead into the car at every race, not just race meeting, but every race to try and to try and equal up the field. And it was the only thing that could bring him back. So I'm kind of with you a little bit, Robbo, because different tracks suit different cars as well. And so you might yeah. have, like we saw in Tassie, we saw the Alphas had an absolute screamer, but then at Phillip Island, yeah. they were nobbled a little bit, but I think the track suited them a little bit more at Tassie. So I pre- I'm like you. I prefer if you win, you get some, some lead bolted in, and if you keep winning, it keeps going until it brings you back to the field. Yeah, not a, that, mate. Too much common sense in that, uh, <laughs> in that paragraph, that's for sure. Hey, Robbo, <laughs> what, what's what's stopping you if, if you if it goes off qualifying? I, I do want to just touch on this, but then get on to there's a few other things that we want to chat about: supercars and and your uh, below the bonnet, which is very cool. What's happening there? But what's stopping you if it's out of qualifying? What's stopping you from sandbagging and qualifying and qualifying back a little it, bit to then you know have a better race pace, hopefully. It, where, where the tricky part is, and well, the way I see it is, in these TCR cars, you, you tend to do your fastest lap, you know, sort of lap four, lap five. It's not like a supercar when you, you pretty much, you, you know, you're going to do it on your first or second flyer. Um, and that's sort of just due to that rear tyre temperature and getting it up and the car not, you know, moving around. They sort of seem to come on and come good. And I mean, even in the race at Phillip Island, um, you know, I did my fastest lap in the second last lap of the race. So they, wow. the tyres are quite good, but they just take a bit to get going. So um, if you then risk it and say, oh, you know, we'll do this time, you could put yourself down the back of the field pretty easily or, you know, it's really hard to determine exactly where the field sits in the in the time. So you could sandbag it, but um, I, <laughs> I think I've got bigger problems than sandbagging at the moment. I just need my car to... to, to <laughs> You know, withhold the uh, <laughs> the energy that I'm putting through it, and um, and you know, get there for in the end. Well, let's change the subject then, because clearly TCR is a mildly frustrating uh, prospect for you at the moment. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk supercars, because you've signed up with Team 18 and Mark Winterbottom. We haven't seen you uh, with that team prior, so uh, and we sort of talked at the start of the season whether Team 18 would be one to watch, whether you should put some money on Team 18 this year. And I've got to tell you, the first the first couple of races, I think they are somewhere to watch. So I reckon you've landed yourself a pretty good seat there. Oh, look, I don't think it's any coincidence at all that I turn up and it's, uh, you know, the week's turn, <laughs> that's, that's for it's... sure. So, no. <laughs> but look, <laughs> no, in all, in all seriousness, it's, um, you could sort of see last year that they were a team, you know, on the up and... Um, the things that I looked for in the off-season, you know, when thinking about moving and all that sort of stuff was the continuity. I mean, they, they literally lost one number one mechanic um, who left the sport like he's, you know, not moving teams or anything. So they only had one person to replace. And then they also brought in someone like Richard Holway as well. So it sort of, it, it showed that, um, I mean, for me, it was easy to see that they were going to build on from what last year was, which was reasonably good for them. Uh, to this year where, you know, I think um, 
if you look at Mark's performance in the first couple of events, he's, he's knocking on that podium door pretty much every weekend. So it's a um, good start for them. But um, as you know, things can change quite quickly. So like everyone, you've just got to keep your head down and, and focus on your job. I, th- I think I think we've got. I'm just looking at at, a, at our texts that are coming in here, <laughs> fellas and and <laughs> Robbo. Uh, I think there's there's only one person. Uh, I don't know who it is because they haven't put their their name on it. But uh, a number ending in oh, nine four nine has said, uh, "Sorry, boys, but who was Robbo?" <laughs> so uh, I think Michael Caruso, uh, Robbo. I think I think uh, I think most people GRM, would know you as Robbo, not Michael Caruso. So it sounds a bit sort of strict, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's stuck on really well that the Robbo name. There's no doubt about it. You'd think I'm a I'm a cricketer or something with a with a nickname like that, <laughs> with a just... nice fat mo like really thick mo. I I, um, I, I'm a, I can't even do beer belly. I can't do I can do the beer belly, but I can't do Movember. I can't grow one for the life of me. So, um, but but hey, uh, look, look, talking about that Bathurst. I mean, the, uh, Michael Caruso, Mark Winterbottom, uh, driver lineup. Mate, that's uh, that's solid. In, in my eyes, that's very, yeah. very good. And might even put a little quick, maybe like one of Maddie's pineapples on it for for Bathurst because <laughs> uh, not mine because oh, I haven't got he... any. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's well, solid, he'd mate. Have more than pineapples, mate. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is, but no, no. Thanks, mate. Like it's it's pretty cool to team up with someone like Mark. Not only is he, um, you know, a supercar champion, but he's also a Bathurst champ as well, and he's and we've seen you know the races where he's pretty much had it in the bag, and that one when he sort of had when he speared off at the uh, the chase. But um, look, he knows how to get the job done up there, and um, and yeah, I remember know, that I'm, one. I'm I finished third. Up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good race, wasn't it? It was a great race. Well, it was it. I was leading, and I, then I got shuffled back. You should to have third. won that. Yeah, I, I was actually cheering you on that day. What's the story? Shoulda, oh, coulda, woulda. Stop living in the past, Ed. <laughs> oh, listen, listen uh, and, that, and just just to put a full stop on the Robbo thing, that was Joe who texted in. So thanks for texting back in on that one, Joe. Um, Thank you, Joe. Robbo, I just want to get, before we let you go, I want to get your opinion on something because I reckon you're one of the the most qualified people to answer this question because you're driving in TCR at the moment that has paddle shift. And you've also got, as I said, the fastest hands in motorsport on the normal shift of a supercar. <laughs> so there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of talk. A lot of the supercar boys are saying that they don't want paddle shift in the new Gen 3 because that's what supercars are slated is going to happen. What's your opinion on it? Should supercar go to a paddle shift for cost containment or should they stay with the the current sequential shifter? Do you know what I find funny about all this stuff is with the amount of brains kicking around in pit lane that, um, you know, I, I, it's got me buggered why they're talking about it when for years and years and years, back when they were talking about they were going to go turbo and all that, who are, but, you know, they're going to change engines and, and obviously that was going to be paddle shift and everyone was shutting it down then. But the simplest thing that they could do is to, to please everybody is... You can easily put the, put a switch on the bottom of the gear lever, keep the gear lever in there so you look after the engine and the team owners and they can save money. You've still got the gear lever that you manually have to, you know, pull and, and push to, to go up and down the gears and it all looks after it. So I, I don't understand why they're carrying on about all this when they can easily, they've got a solution that they could use. No, no doubt about it. You don't need paddle shift. I don't think it's, 
you know, like we don't want the cars to basically drive themselves. I think that's that's a backwards move, and we've seen that in other categories. But not as enjoyable. I mean, they're talking about in F1 where where the cars are that you know that easy to drive, but they're they're actually not that fun to drive. So. I think the drivers have got to be tested, and I think when the drivers are tested, that's when it brings an unknown. Um, so for me, it's a it's a big fat no for paddle here, shift. Here, here, yeah. here, here. How do you actually go in the alpha with the paddle shift? Because obviously, like we, it's I, I think someone put online a compilation video of all your aggressive downshifts and upshifting really? in a supercar. Yeah. I will send you the link. It is, we'll pop it up on our Facebook page because oh it is brilliant. But uh, so, like, I think one of the first things we said to you when you signed on for GRM to drive in TCR was like, how's he going to go with the paddle shift? Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's frustrating with paddle shift because you can't go down fast enough. It just won't allow you to do it, you know? So... But, but could a normal um, person no, go down fast enough, or is that Michael Caruso level <laughs> of downshifting? Well, it depends. I don't know. I, I feel, you know, I've said this a billion times. It feels normal to me. So I, I don't know if everyone else is doing it in slow mo, or yeah, I don't know. It just feels absolutely like I'm just going to pick up the milk from the shops when I'm going down gear. Well, mate, I tell you one thing: when if you ever come round to my joint for a spaghetti bolognese, you're chopping the onions. Let me tell you, because it'll be done that quick. <laughs> and you can give me a massage, one of those Chinese ones across the shoulders. <laughs> oh, Stevie, Dude, don't, don't know about that. that part, I was about to say. Oh, come on, yeah, fellas. Geez. Seriously. There, there goes that line again, gutter. Steve. Jeez, yeah. Louise. Oh, my God. Yeah, all of a sudden, we had a great business venture with Caruso's Kitchen, and now you've gone and thrown in massage there. <laughs> Hey, that's gonna. That's good. That would be a really good TV color piece, I reckon, for the supercars Caruso's coverage. Yeah, that? Caruso's kitchen with the with the quickest hands. You know, in the in the kitchen chopping up things at a million miles an hour. That's yeah. got to be a yeah, good you color can, piece. You can cook up a meal for Stubbsy or something. And yeah. <laughs> right. Let's see if that makes it through the the annals of uh, Fox Sports. Oh, I have to. I have to speak to some of the uh, the high execs. You know. Well, you mate, you are connected. Together. You are you connected are. because your podcast, <laughs> Below the Bonnet, like, you know, Steve and I sit around the country in our little little Rabbit Warren studios and no one gets to see what we do. But you, you've you've gone the big screen. You've gone right to primetime. You and Dave Reynolds sitting on the couch having a crack at your guests and having some interviews. How did all that come about? Because that's really cool. Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. It's um, it's definitely something where we've been working out pretty hard in the background. Um, and... Yeah, it look to be honest. I mean, kudos to Ko for for jumping on and supporting the show because they um, they're a little bit different to I guess let's say Fox Sports, the uh, the big brother of um, of Ko, and they like to you know have a bit of fun and um, you know they're a little bit left the field. So it suits our it suits our show. Um, you know, I mean we're pretty excited about the uh, the opportunity and and obviously what's going to happen this year because. We've got a few little tricks up our sleeve planned for the year, which is um, which is good. But also um, to be their very first originally produced show, or well, their only produced show at the moment, um, is pretty cool as well. So uh, yeah, it's exciting time. And um, you know, I guess for someone someone like me, you know, I'm obviously driving and, and I'm still focused on winning races and what have you. But um, you know, to to be involved in something that's um, that's not you know, directly supported by by anyone, and, and sort of come out of Dave and I talking shit on uh, <laughs> on the podcast. 
to turn it into a show is um, it's been pretty good so far. Well, you talk about uh, the support. I mean, and we we sort of share a sponsor there because Ryko Filters. Uh, and remember, you can ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Um, they, they are also uh, sponsoring the Same with sponsor plug. I love it. <laughs> the, yes. we'll, we'll bag that up and we'll send two separate invoices. But um, uh, they're they're supporting the uh, the co-drivers cup, which is just focusing on Bathurst. So that was something that really took a life of its own for the podcast. And the fact that now you can actually. You can see the guests, and John Stephenson was just a Rupert bloke. It seems like, a, like after that, part of me was just like, I need to watch this guy race. Like, it, it's a really yeah, good insight to, good to blokes, yeah. It's, I mean, we you know, obviously we get a, we get to see a lot of different personalities, um, you know, through the through the coverages, you know, particularly in motorsport. But um, it's nice to be able to bring other people into it that you don't really hear about that love our sport because there's so many people. Um, that, you know, it's their second, well, it's really their first love, but they weren't good enough or they didn't really do motor racing. And, and we see these people all the time. You guys are the same as me. So to bring them into to our world and, and um, you know, discuss the passion of cars that we all share and, and motorsport is, um, you know, something I really enjoy doing. Yeah, well, check out the first episode. In fact, you can get it on KO Freebies. It is, uh, it's an absolute belter. And uh, I, I got to say, the level of preparation. It's free. Yeah, it's, it's. There's it, absolutely no excuse to not watch it because it's absolutely free. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you check it out. You can do it at your own leisure on demand. But Robert, we've kept you too long here, mate. And uh, we wish you all the best for uh, Bathurst this weekend. Going to be very exciting to see what it'll be like seeing those TCR cars around the mountain. And uh, as, as I said, you're always welcome back here and we'd love to always ride the coattails of below the bonnet you know just a rising tide lifts all boats that's what i say well as i say guys i'm a big fan of your show as well and uh, it's always a pleasure jumping on and um and chatting because uh it's blokes like you guys um that are that are, i think that really support the uh the core and hardcore fan that love our sport so um yeah Thank well you, done fellas keep it up and uh, and this weekend up, up up at Bathurst, mate, you can swing by. You and I'll get a notebook out, and we'll start uh, working on the on the thoughts of Robbo's kitchen. That's what we'll do. <laughs> Come Definitely up to the Trans Am. Massage thing that, that's <laughs> no, I didn't know. God, there no was way, no but... one going to go there. No, no, no. <laughs> Just Robbo's kitchen and the onion slicing. Jeez, <laughs> 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 uh, good on you, Robbo. Uh, Michael Caruso joining us here on. Uh, I was about to say below the bonnet. Wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, how much? Like, how good is it to see below the bonnet go from strength to strength? Oh, oh totally. It's, it's I, I think anything. Sorry, Stevie J. I think anything in our sport. You know, the more coverage we get, the better. As Robbo said, the more people we can have talking about it, Stevie, and the more people yep. that can be seen, it can only be of a benefit, can't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, like the way that uh, that they do things um, is, is not really too dissimilar to the way we've been doing it for. What four years now, Nimsy? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, Actually, no, well, it's season so five, season five. five. Yeah, I think well, we're in we've season done it five. for four. We're in, into our fifth. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. You know, maths has never been our strong point here at uh, <laughs> at the driver's seat. But look, there is plenty of news to get by, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. And there is a reason why you might be hearing a little bit of a disconnect because we are all in separate cities. We'll get to the reasons why. Right after this, but uh, Michael Caruso was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. You can ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Back with more of the driver's seats. Uh, 0433 98 11 is the text line if you want to get in touch.
The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Chrome, Great Plains and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Let's get to some of the texts uh, you can text into 0433 98 11 16. Gabe's from Maitland has texted in. On your Stevie J. Wanting a food-related show linked to supercars. <laughs> food-related show linked to anything I'll be happy with. It'd be, do you know what it'd be like? It'd be like have you ever seen that, that Guy Fieri bloke that does burgers, dives, and diners dives on the Food Network? He looks he looks like no. with, with the bleach blonde hair, and I'll send you – I'll put it in the group message, but anyway. Oh, it looks like Funnily enough, um, I don't actually spend a lot of time sitting down watching the Food Network. Oh, mate, you're missing out. <laughs> it's just – <laughs> It's, I'm not sure that I am. <laughs> think of him as like the Greg Rust of uh, of diners, the Doyen of diners, <laughs> yes. right? Eh? Um, one of the other. I didn't have a new Kimmy Riken was into so much food. <laughs> one of the other texts that we've got in from Peter. Hi guys, which cars are you most looking forward to seeing take on the six hour this year? I'm loving the large amount of Fords on the entry list compared with previous years. Five Mustangs and two FPV Falcons. And a little smiley face and the little shaka sign there from Peter. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually going to be quite good. Like there's uh, these Mustangs. I mean, the the race has been, I wouldn't say dominated, but over the past couple of races, years, last year it didn't happen. But um, the, the race has been really, if you haven't had like a BMW M3 or M4 at that, mm. that, that stage, you're really not in the hunt. For the win, um, we finished, as I said earlier in the show, we finished third with a um, an A45 AMG, which was fast, but it literally was probably 25 k's an hour slower mm-hmm. up and down the straight than an M3 and an M4. So, um, you know, and we all know Bathurst is the sort of place that you can have an ill-handling car, but if you've got mega straight line speed, you're going to be fast. So uh, these Mustangs should be quite fast, actually. They've been built well. I think they've been built at Norwell. Um under the uh, watchful eye of uh, Ryan McLeod from Racer Industries, and and obviously linked to Paul Morris, so uh, I think, and I think Paul's actually driving one, so uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how he goes in it with George Medici, and that's yep. probably the one that I'm of those of that group of cars. They're the, the of all the Fords. They're the ones I'm probably looking forward to to watching the most. The Mustang with. Morris and Medici in it. I reckon that's that's a pretty good strong entry. The boys know their way around that. Morris has won the twelve hour before. He's won the one thousand before. So he could be in for uh, getting the triple crown there. So that'll be that'll be pretty neat. So uh, yeah, I, and you're right. The, the BMWs have just been all um, all dominant, haven't they, over the yeah. last couple well, of all years? Of, all so. the six hours have been won by him. So yeah, it, yeah, it's a pretty good track record. Yeah. So my old teammate Beric Linton and his his uh, Linton Motorsport Group guys have been have been crazy dominant. So they're they're really fast. They put a lot into it. Like I mean, I know this is a production car race, and you know it, what I think one of the things I love about it, Nimsy, is that it doesn't matter what you drive. You could be a Formula V state competitor. And you can get yourself into a seat because there are so many classes, including like the baby car category, Class E, which has got like Suzuki Swifts and Mazda couple of Mazdas yeah. and that sort of stuff. Like you can, you you don't have to spend a fortune, and you can get in this thing, and you can do a genuine enduro race around the best track in the country, if not the Southern Hemisphere. And I love that's what I love about this. It's across the Easter weekend, so it's super traditional as well. Um, and you know, you might be able to get yourself a seat for ten grand and. Go and have the drive of your life, and I love that. So I remember. I'm sorry, I was just going to say. I remember Lukey Yildon quite a few years ago. 
he was in, I think, the baby baby car class because he was driving the Fiat Arbath. He and, was. Uh, Paul Stokel as well. Yeah, yeah, Paul Stokel. And I think that they had about four or five of them. And they were actually a class on their own because there was no other cars that small uh, that they could race. So, um, but it was cool. You know, it was cool having them. And they're... You know, he said he spent more time looking in his rearview mirror than he did looking <laughs> ahead through the race, watching other cars coming up. Um, you know, they had a few other cars. Abbas there with uh, uh, popular motoring journalists raced them as well. As Matt a bit Campbell. Of, he, had a, Matt, he had a run in Matt one. Campbell had a run. Yeah. Paul the, Gover, scary, who, the, the scary thing of those, Stevie J, it was during the GT time of the 12-hour. So it yes. wasn't the 6-hour, it was the 12-hour. So you'd have, you'd have an Audi R8 or a Ferrari 458 back in those days absolutely screaming down the mountain doing 290k an hour as you're sitting in a lawnmower and this thing just flies down the outside of you. It's breaking, you know, you're breaking at about 150 metres out from the corner and this Ferrari thing or Lambo or, or Audi is breaking at about 50 metres out from the chase. So they were scary days. I remember that because I was in an M3. You were in a Porsche, I remember, one year. Yes. You came blazing past me to me in miles an hour and I think you flicked me the bird. Going up Probably, Mountain Strike, yeah. which was quite funny. So, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a great race. It's a great race. I'm glad it's back because it was cancelled last year. And, you know, this this week with uh, the Brisbane COVID situation, even then it was starting to look a little dicey for a few people. So uh, I'm glad it's going ahead. It's going to be a cool weekend. So just quickly before we uh, get to a, a break, uh, for those that might just be uh, tuning in and uh, hearing us talk about Bathurst and might be a, a tad confused, what is the main differences? Like, well, obviously, it, but just in layman's terms, people that might be tuning into the driver's seat for the first time and wondering, why are you guys talking about Bathurst? Isn't that in October? Like, what's the main difference between the six-hour and the 1,000, obviously, despite the times and uh, the distance? Well, and the type of car. So this is what we call a production car race, the Bathurst six-hour. So it's literally uh, a class-driven race. So there's about five or six different classes in it. You can have um, anywhere from the top-line BMWs and M3s and Mustangs, like we were just talking about, right down to Suzuki Swift. So it's all-encompassing from that point of view. They are production cars, come off the production line, you stick a roll cage in them, you beef up the brakes, control tyres, and and away you go. Uh, The biggest difference nims and steve is that when we go supercar racing what have we got 23 entries or something like that this yeah. thing 60 62 actually 62. <laughs> to, to give so, you an idea <laughs> uh corner one on lap one is a is a busy time in fact the cars down the back will practically come to almost a stop as everyone goes through turn one so lots of passing lots of strategy little cars are able to sometimes run longer than than some of the big, more thirsty cars. So they can pick up some spots on strategy. So, and at six hours, um, I think it starts at 11 a.m., Stevie J, on Sunday. Yes. Uh, yep. And it'll finish by about five o'clock, um, five o'clock. local time. Five o'clock. And all covered on uh, seven mate and seven plus. So yep, live and free, too. Live and free, as well as the Trans Ams, as well as the TCR cars. There's going to be an S5000 car going around doing some displays, which will be really cool because they're hopefully coming back in the. Uh, the Bathurst International later on in the year. So even if you've never been to this race, they've got camping back at the mountain as well. So if you're in the area and you need a little taste of motorsport and, you, and you're and you wondering what you're going to do on your Easter weekend if you haven't made plans, there's still camping spots available. There's still tickets available. Uh, and it's usually a top-notch weekend. So if you're, if you're in the area, make sure you get out there. And you can also see some uh, some familiar faces too. Shane Van Gisbergen will be making his mm. six-hour debut. Garth Tander will be there. So will John O'Webb. Slady. Uh, Slady will also be Slady. taking part. So it is quite a lot of fun. I, and I do remember st- you do get very invested 
Uh, I think it was 2018, Steve, when you were in it. Yes. Uh, right. Like I just remember, me and Maddie basically were just firing off text left, right. He's gonna bloody do it! Like, oh, look at like, yeah, that's it right. Is, it is a lot of fun. So give like yeah. if you even if you just want to pop something on the background this mm. Easter. Pop it on seven, mate, because I guarantee you, you'll be glued to your screens. It's a fantastic race. But, uh, yeah, look, that was the uh, the Bathurst 6 hour. Let us know what you think. 0433-981116 is the number. We've got to get to the Bendix Breaks big moment because there was a bit of a big <laughs> announcement made today, wasn't there? Wasn't there what? <laughs> In supercars mm. land. But we'll do that next right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone, Great Plains and You. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Right now, it is time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. Yeah, Bendix Breaks is Australian technology for all weather confident braking. You're a big fan of uh, Bendix Breaks. Uh, Matty, you swear by it, actually. I, I, mate, I do. Ian Botney's wonderful team down at uh, Bendix Breaks gave me the Bendix Ultimate Performance Plus pack uh, for my Mustang. Fabulous. Still going it's, good. Still going great. And I, they got noticed the other day so because I got some new tyres on the car and one of the guys comes out and said, are they the normal brakes? They don't look like the normal brakes. And I was able to take him through did all he, that. So Did he say it like that as well? Or? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. he, said a few, he said a few juicier words, Stevie J, that I, I'm uh, not sure Hutchie would appreciate me saying down the line. But probably yeah, not. It's a bit like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move on very quickly. Um, <laughs> let's get to some texts very quickly. Don't forget, Stevie J, Daylight Savings finishes on Sunday. Next week, you'll be one hour later, says Tommy Toowoomba. Uh, uh, Tommy! Go on, Matty. There you go. And I'll say something. Piss off, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only joking, Stevie Tom. Hey, and, and might I hey, say... Look, Tom, Tommy feels like, you know, he's our mate now. Like, so you can... I, you I talk to him. I tell you to piss off all the time, Matty. You do. He you does. Do. Uh, P1, uh, P1 double five off, Steve, <laughs> in case the radio police are listening. Uh, but and there's no, another thank, one Thank on you, Tom. Can you please text me, actually, uh, or messenger me, please, so I don't forget? Because Matty doesn't. Matty just wants me to be late, so then he can, like, pound on me for the next week. Correct. And what I love tonight, Steve, is that every text message we're getting from our audience has been giving it to you in the neck. And yet there's one here that's just popped through on the temper text line. Matt McKeldin is a Studfield legend. <laughs> Steve Roach here saying good day. Good on you, Stevie. Thanks, Steve. Steve's mum and my mum have been best friends for about 40 years. So uh, good on you, Carol Roach and Stevie Roach. Studfield good, legend. Good here from, yeah, mate, I grew up in Studfield. Good study boy. One turner. Yeah. Yeah, Knoxfield. Steve, you wouldn't know where that is. That's just no, a Victorian no. thing. But They're you know, actually maybe. closing down the uh, the mire in Knox City. But uh, look, we'll... But You're kidding. Not the mire in Knox City. Uh, here's, a little, here's a little tip. I actually got my first patch behind uh, the back of Knox City mire what? with a young lady called Leanne Vassage at the time. Gee, you're Leanne. saying that and you've got Mrs. Mac sitting next to you. I do have studio. Mrs. Mac in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, I, I did have. She's just rolled out of the studio and slammed the door. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Anyway. Bring the wife to work day today. Uh, if, <laughs> remember, um, please keep us on track on the text line 0433981116 because we can go off on on tangents. But uh, look, the big news today, the Bow Repairs Tasmania Super Sprint has been postponed due to the COVID-19 outbreak in Queensland. Now, Tassie has declared Greater Brisbane an official high-risk area. 
uh, after Queensland government put five local government areas into lockdown. We don't need to go into full details because we all know what's happening. We'd all seen the news. We're all, yep. frankly all sick of it uh, talking about it. But uh, yep. um, Steve, we'll start off with you because uh, DJR have actually uh, gone on the road, haven't they? They have. Yeah, they've gone on the road. And it was just as a precaution because I, mean, I guess when you look at it now, the reason that they have delayed it a week, which is it's hard because, you know, you've got people that were or are going there that have booked and everything like that. They've obviously taken holidays and, and so forth. It, it makes it very, very hard. But they've done that so that the Queensland teams can go and quarantine now for two weeks before they uh, before they head to Tasmania. Mm. I, I think it's a smart move there from because, like you said, like well, run through, uh, Maddie, because you're actually going to be racing uh, at the Bathurst six-hour, not the six-hour, sorry, at um, in the Trans Am at the yep. six-hour. Yep. And there is there is a, the genuine risk that you probably couldn't have done it. So you basically had to up sticks and make your way down to New South Wales. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's obviously a couple of cases that are on the Gold Coast at the moment, and there was a particular individual that was rolling around and, and got quite a bit of coverage. And we just thought that, that Mrs. Mack and I spoke this morning, and we were due to fly tomorrow morning but we thought you know what if the gold coast goes into lockdown today we're going to be in a bit of strife so uh we jumped on to our good mates at uh, virgin australia and they had a flight available for us and we were able to jump down and that's why we're doing the the show tonight from sydney well, steve's on sensible. the gold coast and, and it was sensible yeah. because you know we we're on track at, at i don't know eight ten on friday morning so i had to be at bathurst tomorrow now if it locked down and i couldn't get out um, then we'd be in real strife. You so, know, and you probably wouldn't have you wouldn't have had a lick of sleep tonight. Exactly. Um, you yeah. Whereas right now you can at least you'll be in a hotel. You won't be in your own bed, but at least you know. Hey, this weekend I'm going racing. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's Bathurst, you know. Like if it was, if I were going somewhere else, um, that perhaps you would sit back and go, you know, mate, I've done Winton a thousand times. Or I've I done... was going to use Winton as an example too. <laughs> <laughs> or something of that nature. You go, you know what, I think I'll just stay here. But, you know, you're going to, you're going to race a, a 525 horsepower V8 against 23 other lunatics around Bathurst. Yeah, you, you you take a day early and you just get out of there. So it was uh, Mrs. Mac flew down and we're here now and uh, bring the wife to work day. She's normally at home doing something, but tonight she's coming to see how genuinely hard we work here at the driver's seat in the studio. We will start at some point, Helen. Um, don't worry. <laughs> 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 um, but yes, look, at the new date for the Bow Repairs Tasmania Super Sprint is April 17th to 18th. I don't think there was anyone in supercars land that, uh, you know, had any mad dash after what they well, after what all the Victorian teams went through last year. Everyone's just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Let's just err uh, on the side of caution here, guys. <laughs> no. No. And I, and again, like you, you look what the, the supercar boys have done. Triple eight, Matt Stone Racing, DJ, as you, as you explained, Steve, there's no mucking around anymore. If it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, there's a fair chance it's going to be a duck. So if it looks like a lockdown, um, you don't take the risk, especially with the sort of the games that we play now from a financial point of view and a business point of view and the amount of money that's tied up, if it looks like you have to get out of town, you just go. So big thanks yep. to all the wives, girlfriends, husbands, boyfriends, whoever, throughout our throughout the Queensland teams again. Thank you for letting your partners go and and um, we'll get to Tassie and keep the show rolling. Yeah, uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Our man in Hobart, Tom has just gone, yay, <laughs> on the text. Thank you for texting in, Tommy. But you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing a great partnership.
the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Right now, it is time for the Power Rankings updates. This is the driver's seat Power Rankings. We do it with the support of our friends at Fuchs Lubricants, Australian made with German technology that pays back. Now, after Sandown, I think we're getting a clear leader in the power rankings here, fellas. <laughs> so for those that might be tuning in for the first time, uh, the power rankings are basically like the Brownlow Medal or the Dally M. Matt and Steve will give a 3-2-1 vote. And the rankings after the Sandown Super Sprint, 12 votes to Shane Van Gisbergen from Triple Eight, four votes to Brody Kostecki, a nice little bolter up the, up the uh, power rankings there. Three votes to Tim Slade, two votes to Mark Winterbottom, two votes to Zane Goddard, and one vote to Chazzy Mozzie. It's a bit of a, apart from obviously SVG, it's a very broad and mixed uh, power rankings, isn't it, when you look from yeah. Brody down? Mm. It's an eclectic bunch, we'll put it that way. And it kind of shows, if it's sort of like the same thing with Scotty Mack. You take away the, the top of the food chain and it's really mixed. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, close. Yeah. And I tell you, boys, um, there's one guy who's probably fairly happy that Tazzy's been bounced a week, and that's Shane Van Gisbergen, because he's going to give his ribs a fair tester again and his collarbone a fair tester at the six-hour this weekend because he's he's running in the GT car and the six-hour production car. So a couple of weeks off, a little bit more time to recover. I think that's not a bad thing for SVG, which will help him to continue to get the votes for the uh, the power rankings, I reckon. Yeah, we still haven't figured out a prize yet. Maybe we'll chat to our friends at Fuchs. Uh, lubricants and see if uh, they can give something. I still uh, think of Don's Don's footy franks and a ham. <laughs> That's uh, got to be, doesn't it? Yeah, and some red chillip chocolates. Well, you're not going to be Just able like to the give, old days. And, you know, I mean, as as much as <laughs> Fox sponsors the segment, you're not going to be able to give anything Fox to, you know, SVG or no. you know, Shell V Power Racing or any <laughs> of that guy ones. again. So, Another yeah. bottle of five weight fifty. <laughs> 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 so those are, those are the rankings. Get back in the workshop. <laughs> so those are the rankings for the uh, the driver's seat power rankings. We'll obviously update them after Tasmania. Did you think that we should have? Uh, obviously, this is something that I, I should have done six shows ago. But did you think we should have maybe done a TCR power rankings? Ooh, oh, Nims Azor. They'd yeah. say you're the ideas, man. Uh, late ideas, but ideas well, nonetheless. Yeah, hey, why not? Let's do it for the next show. All right, we'll start. Who can we get to sponsor that one? <laughs> Bataki Small Goods. But... <laughs> there you go. Get a Bataki ham. <laughs> Roses, chocolates. Oh, jeez. But, yeah, that was the rankings after the Sandown Super Sprint. The power rankings are thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, proudly Australian-made lubricants. We'll take a quick break and back with more of the driver's seat right after this. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains and you. Together, we are implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains implementing a great partnership. Right now, it is time for our Race Rewind. This is The Driver's Seat Race Rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. You're right there, Matty. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I had the mic off there, I thought. <laughs> we, we, Sorry, boys. You're all good. <laughs> we do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. And remember, if you want to get involved with The Driver's Seat, very easy to do so. Text in 0433981116. Because Race Rewind today, we're going to look at Oran Park 2008. Now, the reason I bring up Oran Park is because a little story came out uh, earlier 
uh, in the week, saying that Sandown, the mighty Sandown Raceway, its days are numbered as a racetrack. There's a move. Tragedy. There is a move to rezone and have the site redeveloped into a 7,500 uh, 7, new homes, uh, which is actually gaining traction, according to a story in the age. Now, that's the Melbourne Racing Club drawing up a rezoning plan that will present to the council. The council actually don't want it to happen because they're saying that'll just put too much traffic there. And we actually like, and I'll quote the mayor of Dandenong that said, the lack of sporting stadiums in Melbourne Southeast was among the reasons horse racing should stay at Sandown. I'm a bit disappointed that the MRC is doing this, she said. I would prefer it to stay at a sporting venue, whether it's horse racing or car racing. So um, Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, uh, I... Can he go and run for mayor or something in Adelaide as well? Oh, yeah, prime minister even. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so so I thought we'd look back at another uh, well-loved circuit amongst fans and go to Oran Park at 2008. Now, this was the final round of the 2008 V8 supercar season. It was the last ever race at Oran Park. Now, this was also the site where Jamie Wincup actually got his first of seven series championships. He won race one of the round with Craig Lance in P2. Russell Ingle rounded out the podium in race two. GT won that. He held it off uh, the enforcer in P2, and Stephen Richards came to P3. And the final ever race winner at Oran Park was Rick Kelly. That was in his mm. final race with the HSV dealer team before he started Kelly racing the next year. Garth Tander finished second, and Craig Lowndes P3. Now, Steve, you were, uh, you've had a fair few runs at Oran Park as well. What are some of your memories of that track? Oh, it was, it was such a, a very cool... Um, you know, the track was just unique, you know. Obviously, it, it was one of the only ones that had a bridge and you'd go under and back over. It had a go-kart track. I raced on on that as not only car racing but also go-karting as well. Um, and it was it just uh, – it was one of those tracks that, you know, it was probably the old-school design of track. You know, the, the runoff was quite close and – um, you know, very, very similar to Sandown, to be fair. And um, uh, it just had so much history, obviously, being there as a kid. I remember going along there for some of the Australian Touring Car Championship final rounds there because that was where the championship would finish before then you'd go to Bathurst, and that was the end of the cha- end of the year then. So when that was Bathurst, wasn't part of the championship. So uh, some of the – actually, one of the, be- one of the best memories is not on track, it's off track. It was when actually – uh, they used to have the final. Well, they they call it the gala dinner. They had, my old man calls it the gala dinner, and uh, <laughs> I love how uh, he does that. <laughs> so so that they used to have this massive marquee set up at Oran Park where you'd have the final, you know, dinner with all the teams and all the presentations and everything. And I re- I remember uh, Russell Ingle and I had uh, had some uh, fireworks, some some like really big loud bungers, and uh, we thought it'd be quite funny right through the presentations to sneak outside, light a couple of them and roll them up, like throw them up on top of this big marquee tent. Like it was a big, it was a tight marquee. And then we, we'd throw them up um, and we'd run back inside and watch. And these things went off like an absolute bomb. Uh, and it, the, the hole inside, everyone stopped. It blew two huge holes in this marquee. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That bloody Johnson kid. Needless to say that nobody found out about that for a long time. So uh, thank God for that. I think from my memories, my memories, boys, from Oran Park, is if you, if you wind back onto YouTube and you have a look at a couple of the videos, there was the crowd. It used to generate, Nimsy, the biggest crowd you'd see in motorsport all year. They were, they were 50 deep from the, uh, from the fence. Because it was such an exciting circuit to race. So 
I loved it, Miss. It's all houses now, which is why which is why I'm so upset. And I'm with the mayor of Dandenong is that if if we lose Sandown, and I get it, it's hard, it's a really hard question because it's seven and a half thousand houses. Mm. They reckon they can stack out there. That's that's a lot of wedge. That's a lot of money mm. and a lot of opportunity for people to try and get some kind of house and land package within you know fifty k's of Melbourne CBD. Well, so the, the, I understand the pressure. Sorry, man. I was just going to say the Melbourne Racing Club uh, are saying that each year that nothing happens with that, um, they're losing five million bucks. I know. Five million dollars a year. It's costing them to have that. That's right. So, so it's really, it's really hard. It's a really hard question. And as much as I don't want to lose Sandown, and, and I think that's evidenced by the sort of racing we had the other week. It is a a fabulous place. A lot of driver training goes on there. Cycling goes on there. Hot laps throughout the uh, throughout the the summer. Hot laps. You know, fast track racing go out there. So it, we do it a lot of driver training lot. out there, Matty. Yeah, we did. We used to. Well, I, I used to. You still do yeah. with with Audi and other people. So it, it does absolutely get used. But when you look at the cost of running the joint versus the the income that comes in, and then the potential income from the the amount of houses that you can stick out there, I totally understand the pressure and why Melbourne Racing Club would be looking at at offing that and uh, trying to get those sorts of numbers together because it's so it's a very hard situation. It would be a really sad day. I mean, I remember going out there as a kid to the World Sports Car Championship and there were F5000 races out there and it was a great place. It's a great place to watch and go. But sadly, Stevie J, just like Oran Park, yep. I reckon it stays a numbered. Yeah, I think you're right. And I... But, and I do understand what um, the mayor is saying too. I mean, the the traffic down there already now is just—it's mental. It's, it's bonkers. Mental. Yeah. Well, you think about that. If that's seven and a half thousand houses, and if, I mean, if you average it out to four people a house, which is you know it, it may be less than that. It might be averaging less, but you know, averaging out to four people per house, there's another thirty thousand people there. Absolutely. You know, that's that's huge. Like, can you imagine that on the road? Not Nims, you'd never get to work. No, hell no. I don't. Uh, no, but seriously, you are right because that is a bottleneck. I was about to swear, and um, that's, yeah, why, no, that. that's <laughs> why I uh, very easily pivoted. Going back to Oran Park, uh, now that final race also um, saw Garth Tander winning the round for the, uh, for the Holden Racing Team. It was also the last time a round winner was recognised as well. It was also the last race for Mark Scaife as a full-timer, who at the time was the most successful driver in Australian Touring Car Championship and Supercars history. He obviously went on to co-drive with Greg Murphy in 2009 for Tasman Motorsport, then for Triple Eight in 2010 and 2011, winning the Bathurst 1000 in 2010 and the Phillip Island 500 back-to-back in 2010 and 2011. Even in 2010 and 2011, they didn't want to go to Sandown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, there's been other, quite a few texts coming in. One, one from Tom from Hobart is saying, is there a Johnson Road Street or on Park Town? There is actually, and I actually recently got the photo sent to me. It's actually a boulevard. It's called Dick Johnson Boulevard. It's on a main main intersection, and the council had to put, like, you know those big intersections where you've got the lights that are quite high, and then you've got the actual name of the road above the lights? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, they had to do that because some people kept nicking the sign. They kept stealing Dick Johnson <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> so they had to actually move it, and I would, I would say that it would be the same for ones like, um, you know, Peter Brock. So... Uh, there was there was a guy I used to work with, Mel Rose. You might remember him. He was a I privateer. You remember Mel? He was a privateer um, in a lot of supercar races, and he had uh, he had Rose Place, I think, 
uh, Melrose Place. That's mm. what it was. Melrose <laughs> Place. And we used to tease him that it was across from the rubbish dump just adjacent to the old person's home so that he could just slide right on in there. Big Mel. <laughs> Melrose Place. Melrose Place. There was an, uh, that is the, the one saving grace. Uh, Greg's texted in as well on 0433981116. I'm so sad that Iron Park is gone. Have great memories as a kid of racing carts there with, uh, with Cito and Scaife. Yeah, it's very good. It was it was one of the best kart tracks in the country. They used to have an international race. I mean, they do one now, which is a bit of a token one called the Race of Stars. Usually, just before um, the Gold Coast event, the weekend before, where a lot of the um, you know, the factory kart races will come out from overseas and, and race against the uh, you know like the Australian champion, all the top guys out here in Australia. But um, they used to have what they call the Castrol International Kart Prix. Uh, where I raced, I actually raced against uh, Jan Magnuson, who, uh, uh, or his son, Kevin Magnuson, um, raced last year, up until the end of last year with Haas in F1. So it was just, it was just uh, one of those tracks that it, everyone wanted to race at. It was almost like the Bathurst of go-kart tracks. And it was, uh, it was always put on a good show. And to be able to race, you know, half on a kart track and then use part of the car track as well as the track, it as was track, very, very yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, look the one saving grace, I guess, is that you know it, it does have so many fond memories, and like you said, the street names at yeah. Oran Park Town too. And I believe too, um, didn't Will Davo when he was in the E Series last year have an Oran Park livery? Uh, Something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, what he yesterday, I Nimsy, think you're but... right, actually, Nimsy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And I'll tell you who else lives there is. Um... Oh, and I've had a complete mental blank. Oh, Tim from uh, from Trans Am. Tim. Tim Brook. That's what I'm trying to think of, Tim Brook. He's, he literally moved. He's a, a keen racer. He moved to Oran Park just because it was Oran Park. Just because it's Oran Park. Well, yeah. look, fingers crossed that we still get uh, a couple of good years left in uh, Sandown and, uh, because I think we all know the writing's on the wall just a little bit, don't we? Yep. So, Unfortunately. So hopefully we get to get a couple more great rounds there. Uh, before it unfortunately goes belly up. But um, that was our race rewind. Geez, great way to finish on a high there, isn't it, boys? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> just a, another couple of shows and, um, from uh, from the driver's seat, and I'll be able to afford to buy it, Matty. Actually, actually we put both, sure. of our, uh, both of our wages together there, Matty. Well, why don't we just buy it and just have a bit of fun with it? Or one no, of the street signs. To, we only need to put three shows of your invoices together <laughs> to be able to pay for it. I'd have to give you the next 150 years of my invoices, but the Steve Johnson invoice for the show... Three and you're done. Lock it away. I know. I know what you're doing, Mrs. Max. Next, and you really don't want to let off how much you make. I understand that. I understand. <laughs> that was our race rewind. Uh, you can protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gates.com.au. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. 0433981116 on the text line if you want to get through. That's if you want to get through to us. If you want to get through to Jared Waitley, he will be back again tomorrow from <laughs> 9 o'clock after... <laughs> After um, uh, Gary and Tim for breakfast. Mobile, Mobile text number eight, ending in 875. We have no idea how Ben Rutten got the job. 
look, he yeah. clearly he must won't even be listening to us. So don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. <yeah. laughs> uh, look on the text line oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you want to get in touch, wherever you're listening around the country, uh, welcome to our listeners in the Gold Coast too. Joining us for the last couple of weeks or so, we're right across Australia at the moment. But uh, here's a text. I used to live in Melbourne ten years ago, and they were talking about closing Sandown then. So I would be holding, I wouldn't be holding my breath over losing Sandown. Do you guys know when the new track at Pakenham will be started or finished? Now, every time I see like new track proposals and stuff like this, these are normally like pie in the sky sort of things. Like, oh yeah, this would be great, you know. And then by twenty twenty five, this will pop up. Da 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 da. Because the most recent track that was built since QR was the Bend. And when was QR put in? Oh, thirty years ago, twenty five years ago. <laughs> was it that long? I reckon. No, it wasn't that long. Yes. It's always been there, I think, hasn't it? it Queensland got... Raceway? Yeah. No. No, it was, it right was built. Let's ask Dr. Only... Google while you I was, I was just, I was just having a look at it. Carry on. <laughs> well, we can't all look at Google at the same time. One no, of us I... has to do something. I'm not doing it. I'm out of um, – yeah, I, I can't do it anyway. I'm I'm not to the Wi-Fi. I'm going to have... <laughs> uh, it was – can you see where it was built? Look, this is fantastic radio, but look um, – <laughs> Where, but, but honestly, there are more that are coming. You know, there's there's a lot of talk about obviously packing them down down uh, in Melbourne. There, there's a, there's yep. talk on on the one in Toowoomba, which you know maybe yep. Tommy can text in and and give us a bit more of an update on that. But um, that's been up and down, up and down. Um, you know, there's an airstrip up there now, so yep. you know that may eventuate. There's obviously a few down south. One in in Shoalhaven. The, the, they're trying to Shoalhaven. get one down around Shoalhaven. Uh, yep. I think there's one up around. I reckon, well, there's another one at Bathurst they're trying to get up as well. And I think there's another one up maybe around Townsville. So, they, look, they, local governments are trying. They realise that they realize that there has to be an outlet, that our sport is totally legitimate um, and brings in fantastic revenue for local businesses and tourism and all of that sort of stuff. So um, I think it's I, – I think they're looking at it. But as we, as we see all the time, the urban sneak, the urban crawl makes it difficult to allocate the amount of space – that our sport needs to compete. Um, and, and that's the, the whole problem with Sandown. It's a massive chunk of land smack dab in the middle of Metro Melbourne. So a very good spot. Uh, too. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a very tough one. It is, it is a tough one, but the, I must say that the officials, motorsport, Australia, local councils, local governments, they do pay us the appropriate amount of time and effort in trying to get new tracks built. Now, whether that's up to supercar level, who knows? I mean, Taylor Ben was clearly supercar level, but you know, you look at Morgan Park in Queensland; they still attract big rounds like TCRs going there this year. Um, uh, so it may be a local track that doesn't necessarily attract supercar, but it'll attract state racing. It'll attract you know things like TCR and and uh, Trans Am and those sorts of things. So we'll have to wait and see. But what was it like? So was, remember when all those rumours last year that QR would get around? Like, what stops yeah. QR from safety? Know? Okay. Safety and the guy who owns it and runs it um, re- refuses to play ball usually with supercars having to – because he has to, A, spend money on the joint getting it to a safety spec, an FIA safety spec, and, two, when you when a supercar round comes to your local track, usually you have to pay supercar a sanctioning fee. And the local owner up there who runs Willow Bank, which was built in 1999, by the way, mm-hmm. and Lakeside refuses to do it. So – Yep. So you can go out there and you can test, but um, he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily want and or need uh, supercars there, which also run under a Motorsport Australia 
as a sanctioning body and he's not a motorsport Australia sanctioned track. He does his own thing. So yeah, QR and Lakeside are a whole different story, aren't they, Steve? They are. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because, I mean, I'm actually surprised that Lakeside has lasted as long as it has because of how close, I mean, even back, Back in the day, you know, I always say that back in the day when dad was racing there, um, they were having noise issues then because of the encroaching uh, houses and and new builds that were sort of getting closer and closer to that the circuit. But, you know, yes, it's got pretty strict noise um, restrictions now, but um, but it's still going and they're, they're still having certain races there and, and club and sprint days and things, which is which is actually quite cool because I think it's still one of the best tracks in the country. So can I just make a, a public announcement? Mm. Uh, if you don't like motorsport, ladies and gentlemen, don't buy a house near a <laughs> racetrack <laughs> and then bitch and complain to your local authorities about noise. Yep. Just don't go there. Don't buy there. Please, save and us all the hassle. It's and a, there is a there is a golf club there as well. And if you don't like the noise, go down the road to another golf club. When you Strathpine or somewhere like that in <laughs> Queensland, which how is about, COVID affected. Currently. Yeah, how about Auckland? <laughs> oh, here we <laughs> go. go there. That's fair south though. We've got yeah, yeah. we've got uh, a, a one of the locals, Tommy in Toowoomba, oh, is uh, texted in. Tommy, uh, is it Wagner's track? Yes, yes, that's right. Wagner's track, which will which is proposed to be called Will Power Circuit has gone to environmental impact state. Wagner's track is proposed as a supercars class track and driver training venue. Ooh, the inside yeah. scoop from TT. Tommy and Toowoomba, well done. Very nice. Yeah, that's good. And they're, they're uh, uh, a very wealthy family up there. They, they are the ones that obviously own the land, but they've also built that that uh, airstrip up there as well, which mm. I believe can land a, you know, a, a normal commercial-sized plane. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep, 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 yep. And... Uh, Interesting willpower circuit. Mm. That's a, that's a bit of a scoop. Crazy that ice is. track. Crazy ice track. Geez, have you ever, crazy have you ever, ice I mean, track. Will, will is sensational, but you ever looked at him for a while? Dead set crazy eyes. <laughs> you can actually, seriously. You can actually. Um, it, it's actually what's so strange is because you can see because uh, obviously willpower races for Team Penske and now Scott McLaughlin does too. Scott McLaughlin's social media like has gone from you know like. Mucking around with Fabs and uh, and Ryan Story and all the the guys at uh, DJR to now you know like he was having lunch with Simon Pagenaud and yes. Will Power and stuff like that. Just stepped up a notch, hasn't it? In really? the span As of his lunching year. and playing with, <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, look, text in oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Maybe there's some other great circuits that you'd like to relive. Maybe you got some Calder Park memories. For any of our Melbourne listeners here, Amaru. Boy, do we have cold apartment. Oh, I won my first car race at Amaru. Did you? Yeah, and my little Datsun 1600 sports sedan. We took it down to Amaru and pulled off a, a big P1 in one of the races there. There we go. I my first Johnson race car right. Calder. <laughs> yeah, and then the next track, and then the next track. Yeah. Oh, easy time. Oh, that's a bit. <laughs> Righto. This is the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone. Great planes and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. We'll talk F1 next. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota implements Crone. Great planes. Implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone. Great planes and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Uh, time to talk a little bit of F1. Oh, oh, no, on the inside of Vettel, they no, have touched. Max. That was inevitable. <laughs> 
I hit the wall. Uh, copy, Max. <laughs> it's back. We've got to get a new one uh, for this year, but he's been behaving himself. Oh, don't himself. worry, you'll get one. You'll get a soundbite <laughs> somewhere along yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. Although the new one could be Nikita Mazepin. Yes. Like, isn't he a goose? Yeah, he's not oh. making a lot of friends, is he? No, he no. is being a complete and utter goose. What do they call him now? Nikita Mazespin. Mazespin, <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's one thing It's one thing to – we've always said that to, you've got – no matter who your dad is, if you can drive a Formula One car fast, you're a talented guy, right? They're not, they're not easy things to drive, as was witnessed by Nikita Mazepin's spin on lap one mm. into the wall. See you, mate. So your dad's yeah. got it. Your dad's an oligarch, an oil oligarch from Russia, and uh, buys your kid a seat. Well, he's on the one. he's on the board of Yuri Kali or whatever it's called, which is the yeah. the, the main title sponsor, sponsor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yes. It's yeah. so what so what you're saying, Maddie, is he's reason the reason he's in that seat is because of this. Oh, <laughs> no! Can you do that about uh, thirty-two million times? That'll be the that'll be <laughs> why he's in there. And I must I must look. I must say we all we were all we all get teary. He didn't even make it as far about, as Remain last year. No, no, God! Oh, he's nowhere near Remain's spec. He's he's miles behind Remain. But and he's look, miles behind in talent. I don't know. I, mean. I don't, yeah, no, I don't miles. know about like just looking at just looking at the bloke too. He looks a bit like a Richard Head as well. If yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> I think Richard he's a bit head. of a rich. Remember, he got a smack on the uh, got a smack on the elbow for posting some social yeah. media mm. on right on the Richard uh, at the end of last year. Like he was literally announced on Friday as a Haas Formula One driver. Went out on the weekend, filmed himself grabbing a young lady on the Lewis and Wits, and then threw it straight out on the socials. Mm. Yeah, nice bit, work, son. Bit of Good a work. Haas hole he is, but. Um, <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, let, let's get miss. let's get to the uh, to the on track action. Uh, Lewis Hamilton he managed to just hold off Max Verstappen to win the Bahrain Grand Prix. He scored his ninety sixth Formula One win of his career. Now this one was a bit of controversy here because I so what talk us through this because this was basically Verstappen's to lose and that's exactly what he did, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep, it was. Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, the the strategy and what what Red Bull had done um, was sensational. And and I'll start this off. We we will cover that, Nimsy. But I'll start this off by saying, I have been highly critical of Formula One for the past four years, ever since we've been on air. I find it stunningly boring for the amount of technology <laughs> they put in there and dollars um, and dollars. Um, however, as I sit here tonight. That was one of the best Formula One races I've seen in the last probably 10 years. And it is my hope, my sincerest hope, that that is a true example of what we are going to see this year. Mercedes under pressure, Red Bull having a punch up, um, Perez being able to fight through the pack after that unfortunate electrical issue. There's just, I, there was just a, Danny Rick in the, in the McLaren against Lando. That opening lap with Danny Rick and Lando was spectacular. How they didn't touch i don't know but it was spectacular so if that's the sort of racing we will get yeah they're professionals but Mm. if that's the sort of racing we're going to get i'm i'm back to being formula one and mrs mac won't smack me around anymore well let's quickly touch on danny rick for a second because he finished uh p7 but uh lando finished p4 now he the podium actually was hamilton verstappen uh bottas Mm -hmm. um Sorry if I start drifting off here, um, but uh, Lando Norris <laughs> finished in fourth. You know what I mean. It's like yeah. same yeah, as we, we, we. But like you, like you did mention though, we were expecting after last year procession sessions, 
and yeah. we got something a little bit better than that. But if we get those top three every race, I don't care as long as it was a close-fought race, Stevie J. Like, if those three guys and, and throw Perez in the mix are battling corner after corner after yeah. corner and it's still Hamilton that wins, well, fair play to you. Yeah. But it, when Hamilton wins by 56 seconds down the track, it's snoozeville. So yeah. I, 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 I just, just want to see Perez. I just want to see Perez come up and just absolutely push Bottas off that podium because, seriously, mm-hmm. that that P3 or P2 that he owns and has owned for the last four years or whatever it is, you know, mm. Just such a snooze fest. Put put George Russell in that second car for God's sake, Mercedes, please. Let's quickly touch on um, uh, Danny Rick though for a second. Do you reckon that he's a bit under the pump after Lando showed just what he can no. do, or do you think it's no. just, uh, just he had floor damage? Yeah. He had floor yeah. damage. It took away some aero. Well, after do you, he you came actually remember uh, it was Gasly that hit him from behind? Do you remember? You did, you would you would have probably been asleep, Mimsy. You wouldn't have seen it. But uh, uh, Gasly <laughs> hit him from. <laughs> I'm true. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, Gasly hit him from behind, actually, and that's how Gasly broke his front wing. Danny Rick didn't know why his car didn't have any pace over a long run, and then they since found, obviously, once they mm. once they finished the race, that the floor had quite a bit of damage to it. So mm. uh, I don't think at the start when he didn't ha- when before he got hit, he and Lando were like trading punch for punch, you know, like mm. they were trying to pass each other. They were side by side for three quarters of the first lap and, mm. and he was there. But once once he had that contact, he was pretty much, uh, you know, day was done. And and um, actually a text message, is, a very funny text message has just come in from Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I saw that then too. <laughs> Do you want to read that one out, Matty? Maz- Maz- this is from Tommy at Hobart. Mazepin has completed more formation laps than race laps in F1. <laughs> he even too. gave himself a quick very LOL accurate. at the end there. <laughs> Tommy from <laughs> That's very hey, funny. We'll give you and one of these, Tommy. <laughs> there we go. And Tommy from Toowoomba. It's Tommy's night tonight. Don't worry about F1. A shout out to Oscar Piastri and his F2 performance. Yeah, let's talk about that, actually. Yeah, that was, that was good. Very right good. The last race. And the last lap of the last race, I think. Now he is actually becoming a dead set superstar. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we did we 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 already knew this after he won uh, the F three, but uh, for just your second start in a category, that's pretty damn good. Oh, his yeah. first race weekend, yeah. Um, in in F three, absolutely. I think it's brilliant. I think he's um, he's backed by Alpine and Mark Webber, um, and he is every chance if he is that competitive, Stevie J. They, everyone up and down pit lane will be looking at him, and if. Uh, couple of years down the track, he wins that F2 championship maybe twice. He'll be picked up to go F1, no doubt. Yeah, I think so. And although I was a bit annoyed with him on the feature race on the Sunday where, Mm. you know, he tried to hang in there. The pass was done. He should have just literally, I know you want to race, but take your points. Like he ended up hitting the side of, uh, I can't remember who who was coming third. Now who came through? You know, he was fighting for that P3 on the on the podium. Um, he got past with DRS down the straight and tried to hang in there through turn two, spun out of the race. The, the car obviously yeah. stalled. That, that for me, was silly because, you know, that's the biggest race of the weekend. It's worth the most points by far. And he was He's not even in the top weekend. 15 in the championship now, you know. Like, yeah. otherwise, if he, if he just stayed fourth, he would have been P2 or P3 mm. in the championship, you know. So, just, I think... He needs to learn a lot from that because, yeah, I'm sure the others are going to have a DNF at some stage through the year, but you just can't afford to give up those sort of points um, if you want to win a title of that caliber. Mark will be into him. He'll he'll learn from that. You know, how, how, when Scotty Mack lost the championship a couple of years ago to Jamie, 
we all said, oh, boy, you know, this kid's the real deal and he's going to learn from that mistake. And Oscar will have learned from this mistake in a big way. He knew immediately he'd done the wrong thing. Hands up on the helmet and the visor really, really annoyed at himself. So he'll learn from that. Do you reckon, too, that this might also be the case because, like, so when you look at the stats, this was, um, he was the first Aussie to win in the category since Mark Webber did in 2001. And that was when it was called Formula 3000. So Mm -hmm. you've got, and you know what it's like when you have a rising Australian star, like all of a sudden all eyes are on him and every single thing that he does, everything just has scrutiny. Someone watching uh, everything be uh, picked back and forward. Like, do you reckon that like maybe if he was just able to do it without any media attention and stuff like that, that these are the sort of mistakes that he wouldn't be making? Because like, if you don't have a crack, you'll have people, oh, well, he didn't have a crack. What, like, you know, what's he there just to... Make up the numbers. You know what I mean? Like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't a little bit. Well, remember we were talking to Barry Ryan and he said, I want my guys to go out there and have a fair dinkum dip. I Hmm. want him, they they may crash occasionally, but if he's not fast and he's not having a dip um, and he's not crashing, well, then he's just not trying hard enough. So the fact that he was I agree and disagree. You know, I mean, it's not like he wasn't fast. He was at the front. He'd won a race. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to try to win the championship and, and, you know, putting everything on the line there for a P3. He wasn't going to get P1 or 2. Um, you know, the difference in the points there were probably about four points between or two points between P3 and P4 mm-hmm. is is now not finishing the race and losing 18 points. Was that worth yeah. the, the risk yeah. of two? Yeah. No, it's not. You've got to be smart. You've got to be aggressive, though. but you've got to be smart as well. But he won't do it again, though. Will he? It's it's a well, pretty harsh bloody lesson, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that, if well, he loses the championship to... by fifteen points, yeah, I bet you he'll be very very peeved. Mm. I'm sure he will, as will his team, and as will Weber, mm. and he'll learn from it. Young blokes got to learn. Young blokes got to learn, and they don't often. The best success is by making mistakes. Do you and, know? Uh, you is this where you do the young buck and the old buck thing here? <laughs> <laughs> old ball, young ball. <laughs> old ball, young ball. That's it. Well, and this is one of those things, though, where like at least one thing that I will say is, as you said, Maddie. Like normally, people have been, you know, having a crackers a little bit on the social, saying, "Oh, you're never positive about F1." I think they'll change their tune after uh, this one because at least we're talking well, about it. It's an actual. It's it's a bit of excitement, isn't it? All I will say to you, Nimsy, is that one swallow does not make a summer. <laughs> so I just hope that we go to the next race and we still have yep. the same the same type of action. Because if it's yep. a Hamilton Fest in the next one, Mrs. Mack can stop and watch it herself. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> but, but the thing is, too, you don't want, you know, I know we've got to go to a break, Nimsy, but the, the whole track limit stuff there was absolute bullish. You mm. know what I mean? Like they yep. really needed to True. clean that up and keep it the same. From practice and qualifying, keep it the same in the race. Simple well, as that. It, if you keep it the same for competitors, Hamilton went off twenty-seven times, twenty-nine, twenty-nine, <laughs> yep. same thing. And then Verstappen goes off once, and they make it give it back to him. Yeah, no and but I, I see the difference there. Hamilton was doing it when he wasn't passing anybody, and they said that the notes in the rule in the rules for the race for the sub regs were different to practice and quality. So yeah, they they allowed them to do it, but then halfway through the race, they said, um, "Okay, boys, you got to stop doing that now." Michael so Massey needs just, a kick for that. Well, I'll send him a message. Do that. <laughs> yeah, take it to the top. Have a word. Uh, the listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone. Great planes and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. We'll wrap it up with the podium next.
right here on The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, great planes, implementing a great partnership. It always gets down to this time of the evening here on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. <laughs> Kubota Implements, Chrome, great planes and you. It's the bewitching hour because I'm, mm. I was literally just looking at the screen going, hang in a second. We're going to be on air soon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 10 seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> <early hours. laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for everyone for texting in. 0433 98 11 16 is our number. Right now, though, it is time for this. Now on the driver's seat. The podium. Yeah, it is three talking points for Matt and Steve to do a quick little deep dive on. We'll start off with uh, the first one. Now, you know a little bit about this, Stevie J, but Hyundai XLs, are they the new pathway? Because we all know how young Jet Johnson has been going in his Hyundai XL, but it was also revealed uh, in the most recent Parked Up podcast with Todd Kelly that his son Mason is also giving the category a bit of a crack. And I know that... um, Someone asked a question on the V8 Sleuth podcast a while back. Uh, you know, the traditional pathway seemed to have changed uh, because things like Formula Ford. Does Formula Ford even exist anymore, guys? Well, it does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's still yeah. state rounds and stuff that you can do. I think they've they have have they moved it back. There is a national series now, I believe, yeah, yeah. Matty. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. But it's no, just there not is a national it's, series. It's, it's just not. Um, it's, it's not, not on the supercars. It's not on the supercars no. calendar, but it's on things like AMRS. Right. But is it support? It's not supported by Motorsport Australia, is it? Yeah. It is now? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There was a whole thing between Motorsport Australia or CAMS back then and, and Formula 4 because CAMS brought in the Formula 4 category, which which didn't work out like they thought. But, um, uh, yeah, I think that you know, Formula 4 was great. But you know, I think the the... Hyundai Excels are great in a way that, I mean, yes, people go, oh, you know, you, you know, you still people are still selling cars like Triple Eight are selling cars for thirty to forty thousand bucks. I'm like, yeah, well, that's that is true and it is high, but you know, if you want to buy a Formula Ford, you're, you're looking at three times that. You know mm, what I mean? Mm, so, mm. Um, it is still a cheap. It doesn't matter what you do in motorsport; you're never ever going to get something that's as professional as what this is and race on all the big tracks. Now, they're racing at Bathurst this weekend. Um, you're not going to get something that you can do that with in a, a competitive series. That's, you're going to buy a car for five grand and go racing. Racing is expensive. doesn't matter what you're doing. But in relative terms and, and, and I guess, cost of, of classes, the Hyundai Excel is still um, one of the cheapest forms you can go and do. I think... Um, uh Aaron Noonan pointed out uh, a pretty good thing too, like th- with categories like Trans Am and even Super Three, like it's a good way because in fo- if you if you do go the Formula Ford route, it's sort of like who you got to compare yourself with. But like mm. you look in Trans Am, you've got guys like Owen Kelly, you got uh, Aaron Seaton, mm. Nash Morris, like that you can use as a benchmark. So if anyone does look for talent, just like all right, so here you are up against such and such, and it sort of you know gives you a standing, doesn't it? It, it does. I think um, we've seen over years and years and years and years that entry-level motorsport like the Hyundai Excels is a required and well-supported type of category. Before Hyundai's, it was probably HQ's, and before HQ's, it was Gemini's. Gemini's, yeah. So there is always things to learn. And if you filter back through the careers of some of the great race drivers um, – you'll more more often than not find that most of them 
have had at least one outing in a Gemini or an HQ or, as we see now, the Sons of Guns all going out and having a crack in Hyundai. So mm. it's a legitimate step to start to take because it gets your peripheral vision right, gets you how to, it gets you to understand tyre life and how to manage your tyres, set up changes, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And then if you, unfortunately, even if you how barrel roll the Matty. thing, Oh, 100%. meeting runs, yep. you know. Absolutely. All the, de- all the things. Yeah, you're dealing with all, yep. the, uh, all the stewards and you're dealing yep. with all flaggies, the officials, officials and the flaggies yep. and you're seeing everybody yep. and you've got to go yep. and get your transponder yep. and you've got to make sure your entries are yep. in and just mm-hmm. a basic broad understanding of what you need to do Which at a race meeting. Yeah. Yep. And then if you throw the thing against the fence or over the fence and barrel roll it 15 times, you're not up for 300 grand. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. you might be, if you total a car, it might be 10 or 15 grand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is still you're still not going to be happy get money because yeah. if you if you throw all your golf clubs into a lake, you might be up for about eight hundred bucks. <laughs> but if you that. if you throw your Hyundai Excel or your HQ or whatever race car you're in into Lakeside, then you're probably going to be up for ten to fifteen grand. So I'm, on all levels, motorsports expensive. But sorry, go, Matty. Keep going. Oh, just because relatively. Expensive compared to everything yep. else. Not even the most expensive tennis racket in the world costs you fifteen grand. Yeah. And uh, I was just going to say, sorry, Nimsy, that the uh, the golf clubs that you've got, Maddie, that are worth two hundred bucks. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, that is the original wood driver. I know that's what oh, you've got. That's 100%. what they're worth. But yeah, the actual drivers nowadays are probably fifteen hundred bucks. You know, yeah. so like it's a little bit different to what you've got in your cupboard there, Matthew. I Maddie. haven't played golf since Chaz Mostert and I went and played in uh, on the Gold Coast somewhere. And he was flogging me that bad, and I got so frustrated that I threw my putter across into the water. <laughs> right. Well, well that was the last the time I played. Fault. Yeah, right. it was because it was the putter's fault. So uh, we've got to get to P two. Uh, we got. <laughs> we'll, we'll quickly wrap through here. Brad Jones Racing has locked in their Bathurst lineup. Ash Waltz, he yep. will return to the championship with the BJR as a co-driver to Jack Smith. So their lineup awesome. is now complete. Good, yep. Good man, with Perkett, Dean Fiore with Todd Hayeswood, and Chris Pither with Macaulay Jones. Yep. He is a good but, man. Ash recently yep. married too, so congratulations to Mr. Walsh. But really good, like a really smart move from BJR too to put Ash, who's fast, but he's also very, very clever, and yep. I think he'll be a very, very good fit for Jack, and, and Jack will learn a lot from him. Uh, last but not least, this one's a little bit self-indulgent, but the driver's seat app has been updated. You can actually now see we've got a brand new video section, so you could check us all out there, all the nice little pictures oh and whatnot. You can see Matty do a little uh, <laughs> run-through of the Kubota Mustang from Phillip Island. Mate, you'd have to be, I'll tell you what, you're at a sad time of your life if you're going to sit down and watch videos of me or Stevie <laughs> J on the driver's seat app. Let oh, me give you the I, was, I was about to say, great to, mate, you're doing I'd a good sell. You're doing a good sell here, mate. Well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There's great stuff on the driver's seat app. You don't have to go to the video section, though, and watch us do the show. No. Like, boy, oh, boy, go out and mow the lawn or something. You've got something better to do. Yes, if you do want to see what the Kubota Mustang looks like, there is a deep dive into Trans Am done at there Phillip is. Island. Rather well by one M. McKeldon on our video section. We've also got Stevie J reliving his shunt at the AGP, which is very <laughs> oh, hilarious. That actually is Super. a very funny, that is a very funny video. <laughs> see ya, mate. I'm so doing that. That's, see, that's as, very funny. As as I said as I said earlier in in the year, didn't I say, Dad? 
I said to, to Dad, he goes, oh, what's it look like? And I said, yeah, it's no good, mate. I said, but look at the, br- look at the bright side. We don't have to pull the diff out when we get home. Because <laughs> it's already out on yeah, the track. Boom, there it is. Oh, I think you said, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Before you hit, something like that. So. But uh, if you haven't got the driver's seat app, make sure you get that too. We've also got the little SEN Motorsport page, which is on the app, which has got pretty much mm. anything motorsport related. Uh, our app is your one-stop shop, but uh, that about wraps up the driver's seat for another week. Uh, mm-hmm. Matty, go well this weekend. Thank you, mate. I'm, I am genuinely looking forward to it. I mean, I would drive anything around Bathurst. If if someone pushed me up the hill, I'd drive a billy cart around it. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to it. And if you're in the area and you want to come by and have a jump into the Trans Am and have a look. and Get a photo, and, uh, you know. Get a photo, all that sort of rubbish. Uh, mm. Come around and say g'day. Get we a had, poster. We had a, a couple. Of, we had a couple of people try and visit you in uh Phillip Island, but your schedule did. didn't match up. Uh, uh, I know some people did go and say hello. No, yeah, no, we had we had a couple of people come down, and um, uh, we've got the new posters there and new stickers and that sort of stuff. So uh, by all means, come to the Trans Am pits, say g'day, take a photo, have a look at the car. It'll be a fun time. I'll have to look it up, but there's actually a photo uh, on our Facebook page of just uh, the Kubota Mustang uh, saying. Matty wasn't there when I went to go visit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, find, I'll find that photo. It's on the wall, but uh, we'll go right. have a look. But yeah, go down, go down and say good day, guys. It's uh, a lot of fun. And if you can't make it to Bathurst, you can check it out live and free on 7, mate. Uh, coverage on all the screens of 7, uh, including supports such as the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series and, of course, the Trans Am. But that about wraps up the driver's seat. Uh, thank you. I love Tommy to Woman gives us a Kubota credit as well. Powered by Kubota, as always. And we thank them for their support. Go well this weekend, Matty. And we'll see you next week right here on The Driver's Seat. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.